Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Hi, I'm Mark Krupa, and I'm a filmmaker. I would encourage young filmmakers to become their own producers. My first independent film called The Wild Hunt won several awards, including a, a Best Feature Film at um, Toronto International Film Festival and Slam Dance. And since then, I have many films in development. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? For young people, it's important to have mentors. It's important to have someone that you trust, you can look up to, and when you're unsure, you can call upon them. It's just that it makes life easier for you, even as an actor. If you have a group of friends that can make films and showcase you acting in independent films for festivals, so many festivals out there, your demo will look better, you'll feel better, you'll get more experience, and that will open new doors for you in the future. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis. Not joining me this time is my co-host, Fred Keating. Fred is in another exotic location today while I'm in Montreal, Canada. And why am I in Montreal, Canada? Well, because I have some new friends here. And one of my new friends is Mark Krupa. He is a filmmaker. Thank you for inviting me over to your house, Mark. Well, thank you very much for having me on your show. Monetizing creativity is what really attracted me to your concept. I think it's something I struggled with uh, all my life, but uh, I look forward to uh, uh, giving uh, any advice or words that uh, people may want to listen to. Now, Mark, as a filmmaker, you actually specialize in multiple disciplines at the same time, right? You're an actor, you're, you're many things. Yeah, I started off as an actor. Uh, I've been an outdoor writer, photographer for many years. So screenwriting quickly was a, a natural evolution for me. And of course, when you're an independent filmmaker, you do tend to force yourself into production. It's something that I don't necessarily love, but it's something you're forced to do. And, and I would encourage young filmmakers to become their own producers. My first independent film called The Wild Hunt won several awards, including a, a Best Feature Film at um, Toronto International Film Festival and Slam Dance. And since then, I have many films in development. and. Uh, hoping to get them in production very soon. Good. In fact, let's get into more detail about your role as a producer in a few moments. Now, you did start out as an actor, and you've been in a lot of films. You've been in dozens of films. Yeah, I think versatility is key, and, uh, you know, going to French private school, I mean, I think in Canada anyway, it's important to realize that we don't have a star system. Americans tend to sort of dominate the market, but French Canada does have a star system, so my you know, strength lay in versatility, whereas I can act in English and French. And I ended up, you know, playing enough roles for American TV series, Canadian TV series, and certainly French TV series. I was the host of Zouville. I did 104 episodes of a kid's show for Radio-Canada, French CBC. I did a fishing show. Basically, you do whatever you can. Versatility is really key. I would encourage young filmmakers today to monetize their versatility, to do whatever it takes to maybe start off, get the connections they need, and then focus on the areas that they're most passionate about. Inevitably, when you follow your passion, you look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, and those are the young people that are most successful. Well said. And another thing that I think is really notable about some of the films that you've been in is that some of these films are really big. One notable example would be White House Down. How did you get that? Was that an example of an American film that was shot in part in Montreal? 
Yeah, well, I played roles in the big American films like White House Down, Some of All Fears. But generally, because there's no star system in Canada, you tend to get a lot of smaller roles in American films. So, so the lead roles are already cast. And then the casting does come in Montreal, Toronto, or Vancouver for the smaller roles. And there was a time like 10 years ago where all American films, the big budget films, were shot in Canada. So I think the best place for a young actor to start, for example, would be Canada. It just it becomes very difficult to get the leading roles or the bigger roles for that. You tend to have to move to the United States. That being said, you know, you can build a great resume here and then you decide what you need to do next. Do you try to get an agent in the U.S. if you're an actor, for example? But writers, directors, even producers will tend to use Canada as a, as a launching point for their career. But if they want to really make the big time or whatever that means, they need to have a pied terre or at least a foot in the door in the U.S. in terms of at least management or an agent. Unless you want to continue doing independent films, which I really think that now and now more and more, there's more of the opportunity to do that with the technology readily available. I think young independent filmmakers can really make a splash staying where their heart is. And the heart is usually home is where the heart is and heart is where the home is. And I guess that principle also works in other countries as well. We were talking about Canada, but let's say you are an actor in Norway, then an American film might be shooting in Norway and you might get one of the smaller roles in that film, in that American film that's that's shooting in Norway. But in your own language and in your own country, you might actually have a lead role or a supporting role. And this is all good. The experience is all good. Well, that's true. I've been very blessed uh, right now in, in a, a couple of months in October. I'm playing the lead role in a French-Canadian film called Cyclotron by Olivier Asselin, which is a beautiful historical drama. And that's coming out in the next few months. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't really follow my passion. And, and that's an, a role I auditioned for. Well, it was offered to me, actually, which is very rare for an actor because I auditioned for a role 20 years ago for Edgar Allan Poe. And he remembered me, this director, when you follow your passion, I really believe that your karma, your passion will permeate your career and people will recognize that because I think that's what true talent is. In fact, I did a, I have a series in development called Echelon just about the difficulties of young artists. And, uh, and so I also look to new media when I produce. So not only feature films, that's my forte. I did a, a lot of work in traditional TV series, but I really love this new web series concept. And I think we're not necessarily there yet, but there's a lot of potential and I'm putting a lot of my energy in that a new media, new formats to tell old-fashioned, intense, and cool stories. Good, good. Now, let's back up to the project that you mentioned a few moments ago. The I, I guess, was this the your first producing endeavor where, where you in, indeed wrote the script and produced it? The Wild Hunt is the first feature film that was produced. It was a Labor of love, very difficult. A friend of mine, Alex Franke, is a director and co-producer in this. We had this idea, we went to Telefilm Canada. We ended up getting a lot less money than we thought, but that increased our challenges, and we managed to get the film done. We were very, very heartwarmed that it won so many awards, and it certainly paved the way and opened doors for us in the future, which is important. In other words, if you're a young filmmaker, you need to make your first film by any means necessary. In the old days, you kind of had no choice but to go with 35 millimeter film and you needed a lot of money. But today, that's certainly not the case. Films are being made with iPhones, uh, not necessarily the best films, but you know, with Canon and Mark, everybody you know has at least an SLR camera. If you pull your resources, I would encourage young filmmakers at all costs, make your own film, tell your own stories. Now is the time. This, in fact, is a recurring theme that we hear from so many of our guests, is that 
it's about the story. It's certainly about the story. That's one thing as a screenwriter, I must tell you, you know, as much as we like to boast about new media, a good story is a good story. And that still remains, you know, over 2000 years of three act play, certain structures. My script supervisors have been instrumental. I cannot tell you by getting feedback on your script and learning how to write screenplays was probably the most meaningful experience in my filmmaking career. Because without a solid foundation, I really don't believe a true story can take root. And I could not give more stronger advice to young filmmakers to please, 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 if you're not familiar or not at ease with scripts, please get people around you who are because a solid script is a solid foundation and you can make miracles with that. But if you don't have that foundation, things tend to fall apart in a hurry. So I suppose all of the pretty lighting in the world, all of the fantastic sound, all of the fantastic cinematography isn't going to save a terrible story. Oh my God, exactly. I've seen so many films, beautiful DOP work. Oh my God, camera moving to die for even great acting. But the story crumbles and you're like, you're, you don't care. And then if you don't care, you're just not into it. And what's the point? So then when you work as a screenwriter, are you thinking about that just constantly as you're working through the story? Well, I ensure that no matter what, you'll tend to care about my protagonists, or at least I'll put a structure out that's uh, something that my specialty is mythic drama. So I did The Wild Hunt, which is like a fantasy reality colliding. You know, I have a sci-fi now called The Extractor, and I have a historical drama called Vinland, and I have an echelon the series, because it's a lot of work to push a story out there. So I really ensure in every way possible that my base, I have a solid script to start. And that's what attracts other people to help me because filmmaking is a team endeavor. And I promise you, if you have a strong script, you can attract name actors, great DOPs, great filmmakers. If they love the story, they will help you. That's a really good point. Now, something else I wanted to talk about is how you are the master of so many trades. You are a screenwriter, you're a producer, you're an actor, you're a photographer. Have I left anything out? Well, that's it's kind of you. I think my strength certainly has been versatility. And I think as, a, as an artist, as, as an independent filmmaker, you need a certain degree of versatility. I did start off my career as, a, as an outdoor writer photographer, which gave me a lot of life experience. I think that's important because there's only so much, you know, you can get out of life if you're on like Instagram or Facebook. But, you know, you know, I, I worked as a guide uh, in Atlantic salmon camps in the Kola Peninsula, which led me to do a really successful fishing show, uh, which led me to, you know, producers to be convinced that they would, in French, hire me to do a kid show about animals in urban settings called Zooville for six to eight years old. So being versatile is a strength. Acting is something that I love very much and writing is strong with me. Producing, I tend to kind of force myself into it. I like to delegate that more and more, but you need to do what you need to do to get a film made. And that to me is very close to my heart. Now, you mentioned your fishing show where you were the host and you were the writer and how that led to another assignment as a kids show host. And to me, this really illustrates this whole idea that one thing leads to another. And you should really be open to the possibilities, be open to the serendipity. When you follow your bliss, when you follow your passion, exactly what you said can come true. I always loved fishing since I was eight years old. And I was an outdoor writer and photographer for outdoor magazines. I did calendars, I did books. So it was natural. And because I did that, I got called to this fishing show. And because I was a host of a fishing show, it drew attention exactly like you said to do, you know, a kid show. And that also helped me a little bit with other casting directors to, you know, build my demo and other things I needed as an actor and give me clout as a writer. There's not one thing as a filmmaker you can do that will bring you to that magic pot of gold at the end of the rainbow but it's the small steps it's the passionate steps that you take the consummate passionate steps one step at a time that will get you to 
where you need to go. And if you don't, at least at the end of the day, you won't regret it. And that to me is what's most important. No regrets. Is this one of these cases then where the casting directors are really looking for legitimacy in their actors or in their hosts and they're maybe casting somebody for a fishing show and they know that you are absolutely obsessed about fishing? Well, casting in in terms of reality series and and dramas are a bit different. There's a whole different genre. But a good point you bring up is pitching. One thing that as an independent filmmaker I would encourage young filmmakers to do is practice your pitch. Your pitch to your story, either it's a film or a TV series. You know, if verbally your pitch breaks down, it'll be hard for you to put it on paper. And pitching is important, your logline, your one-liners. And certainly that when it comes to, you know, obviously my fishing shows have been very passionate. So I'm about to pitch actually a series, a new fishing series right now in French. And because I have a lot of experience pitching and because of my track record, it certainly helps the process, no doubt. And Mark, I understand that something else that you do, and this is really exciting, is motion capture for video games. Tell me about this. Well, video games are becoming huge. They're surpassing feature films and a lot of their gross uh, uh, revenues. And in Montreal specifically, so I mentioned before, there's no star system in English Canada, but what there is, is an amazing video game system. In other words, they're the top video games are being produced here in Montreal. So indeed, when you're an actor waiting for your TV series role or your feature film role, a lot of my friends, you know, work a lot in the video games industry doing mocap. I've done uh, lead roles for Deus Ex, Assassin's Creed. I know many of my friends who have as well. And mocap is just another way to show that if you're versatile and you follow your craft, you can have fun and you can pave the way to what you want to do next. And they will hire you to do that. And mocap is fun. Video games are an ever growing industry in a perfect place for a young actor to ground themselves. And beyond the mocap work, there's also the voice acting work in the video games too, right? There is right now. In fact, you do both. A lot of times I'm hired to do both, which is you do the mocap plus they have cameras now. The, the technology is such that you, you used to be hired usually for either voice or mocap, but now you can do both. And that's it's very engaging as an actor to do that. It's great. It's great practice. It's great fun. And you get to play many roles. And uh, you get to basically, you know, exercise and flex your chops. And that's very, very important. Casting directors for video games are getting more and more projects all the time. Mark, there are some people who say that you really can't be a generalist. You have to be a specialist. You have to pick one thing and be really good at it. For instance, acting. And really, realistically, that's all one person can be good at. You seem to be an exception to this rule or suggestion, let's not even call it a rule. I think you would really beg to differ on all of that. Well, if your bliss is acting, then absolutely, if you're getting offered these roles, you're, you're, you're booking these roles, then absolutely follow your bliss and do that. The thing with acting is, is I find you're very dependent on other people's project, in which case you're not drawing your own path and you're not forging your own future per se. If you're getting scripts arriving to you that that you love, well, by all means, that's fabulous. But in my case, it's certainly not been the case and that you've kind of had to fight for certain roles. I've been lucky. I've got lead and supporting roles in Human Trafficking, Rhymes for Young Ghouls, Shake Hands with the Devil, beautiful films, The Wild Hunt, now Cyclotron, uh, even Silent Night, a Christmas movie with Linda Hamilton, which I loved. But those tend to be far and few routines. You tend to usually audition for smaller roles. So you need to do whatever you need to do to follow your bliss. And in this case, even actors, so many actors, I mentor many actors, and I have to say, for young people, it's important to have 
have mentors. It's important to have someone that you trust, you can look up to, and when you're unsure, you can call upon them. You can ask them important questions. I certainly would have needed that more when I started out at 16, 17. I think there were less around. And so I would encourage young people to do that. It's just that it makes life easier for you. Even as an actor, if you have a group of friends that can make films and showcase you acting in independent films for festivals, so many festivals out there, your demo will look better, you'll feel better, you'll get more experience, and that will open new doors for you in the future. Great words from Mark the Mentor. Now, is there anything else that you'd like to say? You mentioned about following your passion, of course. Is there anything else that you think is really important as people embark upon their creative careers? Basically, a plan B to start off is good in terms of working and networking. While you're networking, very important to keep a strong networking, but keep a plan B just so you're, you know, you're safe, you're not stressing out because monetizing creativity cannot always be easy at the beginning. There will be obstacles, there will be challenges. One step at a time, you will get there. It has been foreseen. Uh, great. You know what? I want to challenge you on that point because we have had other guests say, don't have a plan B. Because if you have a plan B, then you have the safety net. You might not actually attempt this with all of your heart and soul. What do you actually think about that? Well, listen, if you're eating peanut butter and you're dying, I've, if you're really suffering, I don't believe artists should be suffering and starving. It's very realistic to start off going, look, I'm starting on auditioning, whether I'm a musician, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, a producer, allocate a strong percentage of my time in life to do this, but I'm still not going to starve to death because I'm doing this job or that job for now, temporarily. And so you find yourself the job that you need to do to be healthy and happy and creative in what you're doing so that the stuff that you do is meaningful and it's good. Because a lot of times you don't get a second chance at a first impression. So be confident, be authentic, but you don't have to throw yourself recklessly at every given project. Go live with your parents if you have to until you do your first film, but then move out. Awesome. Tell me, is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up? One day, all roads will become rivers. <laughs> all right. Where can our listeners find out more about you? mkrupa.com. I'm very easy to find on the web. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not good at marketing. Also, IMDb. And look forward to seeing Cyclotron, a, a beautiful film by Olivier Asselin, and maybe a new fishing series coming close. But if you haven't seen Wild Hunt, also a film worth checking out. Great. Well, thank you for having me as a guest in your home today, Mark. You're more than welcome. It was great. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity. <laughs>